So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, world? It's the FNBA Podcast. I'm Commissioner Dente. How are you, Archie? I'm good. It's, uh, we're doing a morning podcast, which might be transparent to anybody listening, but if we feel if it sounds a little groggy, just you know, give us some time because we're waking up. I wasn't going to say groggy. I was going to say like that, that mellow morning vibe. Like you're driving on a little coffee. Like you're driving to work with NPR Radio. You're listening to the FNBA podcast. Uh, You know what I was thinking about, though? I wish we would have numbered our podcast. I'm sure we could go back and count, or there's probably some kind of analytics somewhere. Um, But I wish that we knew exactly how many we were on. Because I always like it when podcasts are like, you're listening to episode 85 of the podcast. And we don't have that. Like Joe Joe Rogan has like number 2043 something yeah i also we're probably past that but yeah well i also noticed that um because i i'm the one that edits the titles when they go up i realize i've changed the format up like 50 times and that's kind of (laughs) annoying but you know it is what it is (laughs) the point gets across we'll i think as long as you have the date on there it at least helps people out they're like oh these guys haven't podcasted in two months okay this isn't an old i actually did something for once yeah, um, I would say that uh, basically every time I switch up the format, we're going to call that a new season of the podcast. That's another thing I don't understand is when podcasters, and I I don't know, it's it's kind of ones that tell stories and stuff, but those they usually will break it up and call it seasons. You know, this is, I'm sure this is uh, just absolutely riveting radio or podcasting for everybody, so let's... Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about what we're doing today. So, we get a lot of questions. Um, every I wouldn't say a lot of questions, but we do get questions every year uh, from basics about, or I guess appointees who are going to basic. And they just ask us <clears throat> kind of general questions um, about the experience and stuff like that. And we kind of tell them, you know, it's been a few years, but we can give them a little bit of perspective. And, uh, and I remember entering... See, I went to the prep school, so I kind of remember that process before and you watch try to watch videos and you try to find stuff on the internet and I'm sure there's a lot more now but back then it was hard to get kind of the honest answer and at least and get something where everything is kind of compiled it was a lot of people who were really gung-ho who kind of gave the answer that take take this six weeks as a time to develop yourself professionally and all this stuff and I mean to an extent I guess that happens but it's mostly indoctrination. So we reached out to the class, uh, I, I guess it's called USAFA 2023 um, on Instagram. And it's an account for all the appointees. They kind of showcase people who got their appointments and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we told them, hey, ask everybody 
if whatever questions they want asked and uh, compile them and we'll do our best to answer them. And so we got a good list of questions here that we'll go through and uh, and try to give our answers. I don't know. Do you, what are, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I think just like you said, if you're just kind of trying to seek these answers out on your own, either you're asking somebody that you know that went there and that's kind of an, not everybody has that resource. Um, and not, 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 not always is that resource, you know, someone that's been there within the last 20 years. So either you have that or you go online and then you're going to come across those crazy forums that we've talked about before, which I personally don't know anybody, anybody, any of my friends that have commented on those forums. I'm not really sure the type of cadet that goes on there to answer people's questions. Some might be, uh, you know, valid. Some others might be kind of on a more intense or something kind of end of the spectrum. So I don't know. We're just going to talk about some stuff. We got a lot of questions. We'll we'll talk more in, in depth on some more than others. Um, some are kind of humorous, which we kind of expected as well. And just keep in mind without, without, um, putting ourselves too far out there, we graduated somewhere between the last eight years ago and three years ago. So somewhere in that range, we graduated. So it's not like we just graduate, we're graduating this year. So we don't really know the climate necessarily of the Academy right now. So keep that in mind as we answer these, but I think a lot of them. A lot of the answers kind of go unchanged, and I think we kind of have uh, more of a hand on the pulse at the academy just due to the nature of running FMBA than some other people. So that's just kind of my caveat going into it. But I will say that a plus side of us being a few years removed from the academy is also that we kind of have that perspective now to where we're able to put things into perspective. And it's not just like, you know, we don't have... It's weird. It's like... And I hate to use this analogy, especially if this is going to the class of 2023, who most of them are not 21. But, you know, when you have like a really crazy weekend and Sunday rolls around, you have the Sunday scaries and you're like, get me out of this city, whether it's Denver or wherever you're partying <laughs> and you have a raging headache. And you're like, this is the worst day of my life. Like, I don't know why I went out. I should have stayed in this weekend and watched Netflix. And that's your feeling initially. And then like months later you think back and you're kind of thinking wow that was an awesome weekend and all you really remember is the good stuff that's kind of yeah. how the academy is now i wouldn't say that i've forgotten about the stuff that's quote unquote bad at the academy but that's kind of where we're coming from too so um just realize that right now i know this seems like the biggest thing in the world that you're going through basic but in a few years it's just going to be it's going to feel like a weird dream is really how it feels so yeah i think that's a good comparison yeah all right so let's uh go ahead and get these started first question what is something that you didn't bring to basic but you wish you had so for me um i would say it's comfortable stuff like i'm not a huge believer i, I mean i think you can roll into basic with absolutely nothing on your back basically and they'll have everything for you um, and I always thought that the kids who brought their own boots were kind of a hard out, but also our years, it was kind of, it was kind of questionable. They, they were iffy about which boots you could bring. Um, I, cause I know they want you to wear those seven and a half pounds per boot Belleville <laughs> steel toe things. The meat bricks. Yeah. But if you can bring light boots, I would bring those. 
uh, comfortable underwear or uh, compression shorts. If uh, I don't know about the ladies, but especially if you're a guy, compression shorts are a must. Um, basically, just comfortable stuff. I mean, they're really going to give you everything. When you go in, you get an entire bag of swag. And trust me, you'll know because it's like 100 pounds and you're carrying it on your back and in both hands across the T-zone multiple times. Yeah, I think mine is compression shorts. I was under the impression that you like couldn't bring anything at all, which is kind of true. But worst case scenario, and every every squad's going to be different, but worst case scenario is you bring stuff like compression shorts and then they just like hide it from you for basic and then you get it once it's done. So you might as well bring it because I remember doing like getting beat out in the hallways, doing flutter kicks, rocking the whitey tighties, and that's just not a good time. Yeah. And then there were people, they were like some of the guys who brought compression shorts with them, and they, for whatever reason, our cadre let them wear it. So worst case scenario, you can't wear it. Best case scenario, you get to wear it. It's not like you're going to get in trouble for bringing those. Yeah. Oh, also, um, have like, I don't know everybody's financial situation. I know there's some people with some really crazy stories about how they come from not the best financial situation and everything. Just have an easy-to-use debit card with you. There were kids who only came with cash, I remember, and just have a debit card that you don't really have to think about because you're not checking your bank account or anything like that. Just, But when you get to the C-store, when you're allowed to go buy stuff... You're going to want to just grab what you actually need and just not even worry about it. So that's kind of a, another practical thing to have. Um, I didn't have that. I know it's fine. But yeah, I know. But do, you know what I mean? Like, it makes it a little bit easier in, yeah, in my yeah, opinion. Um, okay. How do you make the most of basic slash make it better? I'll let you go first on this. Um take it seriously enough to the point where like people aren't going to think you're a total dirtbag, but at the same time, don't take it too serious. Just have fun. Um, you know, obviously get to know the people around you. The more lighthearted y'all can make it, even if it's behind closed doors, the easier it's going to be. And just remember that half the time, the cadre don't want to be there any more than you want to. So they're just kind of doing their thing, getting through their summer program as well. It's not like they're most of them, it's not like their you know sole purpose in life is to make your life hell. So, yeah, I think my overarching statement that I would kind of make, and this will take care actually probably of a lot of the questions kind of for me, just to give you a reference, is that <clears throat> it's basic training and a lot of four degree training is a game, and a lot of people think you'll hear that a lot, and people when they're saying it, they're what they're kind of alluding to is that oh yeah, you know you can screw around or whatever, just just make it through. And, um, and I don't think that's the case. I think that it's a game as in there are winners and there are losers. And the way you can lose is by getting a target painted on your back or by getting kicked out. Don't worry about getting kicked out. It's difficult to get thrown out of basic. Um, you've already made it in there based on your track record. They're not going to throw you out just because you don't know how to do something um, when you've only been doing it for two weeks. But... The people who come in and really make themselves stick out, um, those are the ones who tend to have a more difficult time and the ones who tend to consider, um, what is it, Form 34-ing? Is that what it's called? Sounds right. Yeah. Um, so I, Those words aren't even in my vocabulary, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> so just blend in, I guess, would, make, would say make it better. Um, getting the most out of it, I mean... 
unless you're a prior, unless you've been through Lackland Basic, um, you're going to get something out of it because there's so much different stuff that you do. There's some things that are dumb. Like, to be perfectly honest, like the SABC course, trying to teach you combat medic skills in a span of two hours when you're cruising on five hours of sleep and you haven't, you know, and you're hungry and whatever else is, you're not going to get that much out of that. But um, you, don't remember, overall, you don't remember how to pack combat jaws? No, and I don't <laughs> remember how to use, what was that stuff? Tourniquet? Like, like what they're telling you? Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Um, they could have used some of that uh, during Game of Thrones this past week. Yeah. They, everybody <laughs> should add quick plot. They could have used some they could have used some cadet EMTs walking around with Gatorade. Um, okay, so what is the hardest aspect of basic? To me, it isn't it isn't that hard. That's the biggest thing is like people worry about like, oh, do I need to be able to run or do a million push ups? They're going to see it's all effort based and it's all personal. Like when you get into the school year, you're going to take your, your PFTs and your AFTs. You take them during basic too. So I, I would say show up in at least moderately good shape. They're going to get you in shape because you're standing 24 seven and you are only eating at certain times and stuff. But, um, to me, the hardest aspect is just the time and the grind. Like when you're at week two, and your life has been basically completely changed compared to what it was, not having cell phone, not having constant access to your family. Like, you're writing letters. Like, who writes letters? You know what I mean? Um, so it's really just, I'd say it's the grind. And, and keeping everything in perspective is what makes it tough. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's also kind of like, uh, depending on your background, for most people it's just that first jump into the cold water of military life and like you said it's not like that difficult it's just a complete lifestyle change so it's just kind of getting getting your head wrapped around that yeah i so like i said earlier in the podcast i i did go to the prep school and uh it was weird because when i had no expectations going into the prep school so I didn't really know how it was going to be, and I would say for me, going up to the hill was a lot worse, because I kind of, that shock and awe aspect, I was already like over it, and so it kind of, in a weird way, sucked worse. But I will never forget laying down to go to sleep the first, on day zero, at prep school basic, and all I was thinking is, I'm going to close my eyes, and when they open again, it's going to just be like a tornado. Someone's going to be banging on the door, screaming at me. I'm going to be standing at attention, which I just learned 20 minutes ago and whatever else. So I, that's a wild experience is that first night that you just go to bed. And then after a while, you kind of get used to it. Yeah. Um, what's the hardest part of your first year? So that to me, that goes into the same thing. It's just the grind. It's, a long time like even and you think this is funny when i finished up basic i remember it was transition week and it wasn't a day yet um and i was talking to one of the cadre while we were marching and i said hey in a few days we get to be friends right and <laughs> he was like what are you talking about and i told him well i'll be accepted i'll be like a cadet 
I didn't realize that you had to do an entire dual year. I'm not even kidding. So that's how dumb I was, <laughs> even after going to the prep school. And uh, that was a little bit of a shock to me, how much dual year you're still treated uh, not like a regular cadet, even though you're quote-unquote accepted into the wing. So I would say, once again, just the grind is what makes it bad. You're not going to want to leave your room because uh, you have to greet like every time, kind of realizing that every time you go anywhere, you're going to be running. Um, and so you just, I don't know, you just kind of go numb after a while. Yeah, I think mine was balancing everything. So freshman year is not difficult academically compared to the next, the following three, depending on what your major is. But I think we were, both of us were big fans of digging ourselves into a hole that then we had to try and get ourselves out of as it progressively got harder. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I was playing a sport um, in addition to the freshman year stuff. So I think doing that adds a little bit more stress. And mm -hmm. so basically when I'd get back from practice, the last thing I wanted to do was homework. So I'd get distracted. Uh, depending on what time of year it was, I was either sneaking, watching the office or whatever. But point being, I didn't put enough time into academics that I should have. And I think academics ended up being probably the toughest part because it was like, you know, every semester at Prague, I, I was never on ACT Pro, but it was like, you know, by the skin of my teeth, not getting on academic probation. And that just added a lot more stress than I was expecting. So it's easier said than done, but give the academics the time that it needs and use, uh, what's it, I don't even remember what it's called, dude. What is it called when you get extra help? Yeah. Yeah. Extra instruction. Yeah. Use EI and all that stuff. Don't if you're doing a sport or whatever, don't be afraid to tell your coach you're going to be late for practice because you get EI or whatever the case is. Yeah, and I mean the most important thing, and this is for everybody. This is even current cadets who, who might be underclassmen. Uh, the coolest opportunities that you're going to have at the academy kind of start in between your sophomore and junior year, and in between your junior and senior year. And the way you can set yourself up to take advantage of those opportunities, and that is traveling to other countries where you're basically on a paid vacation um, and going to different schools and potentially doing one of the uh, immersion programs where you either go to another academy or even go to an ROTC program, which is unbelievable. I can't even imagine how awesome that would be. Um, and the way you set yourself up for those things is by having a good GPA right out of the gate. If you're behind the curve, um, I mean, everybody's experience was different. I we we maybe overstated a little bit. I would definitely put myself into some precarious situations uh, academically to where you know, like I need to get <laughs> an eighty on my final or else I fail the class, kind of thing. But um, it's you know, if you put in the time, you're you're going to open yourself up to those awesome opportunities, and that's just something that I would recommend. Um, all right, for those pursuing spec ops career careers, what training does the academy offer? And they kind of put into parentheses, Battlefield Airmen Club and Sandhurst. Uh, I would agree with those. I do know that Battlefield Airmen is actually very good. Uh, I believe there's something, I, there might be something else past Battlefield Airmen, uh, but I know from our class, we had two guys graduate and go to Navy SEALs, uh, go to BUDS. Um, I believe they both made it through. And then obviously you have, um, 
I can't even remember. <laughs> See, here's how much of a not Spec Ops guy I am. Talking about like Stowe uh, and Crow? Com- yeah, Stowe and Crow. Um, so they have those. I mean, honestly, most of those guys, they just start reaching out to people within that community. I, the AOC representation at the Academy, the there's 40 of them, and they do a good job of selecting folks who are across tons of different career fields, and they usually have at least one Stowe or Crow there. Um, talk to them, let them know you're serious, and honestly, it's fitness, 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 because you can start going to some of the in-doc training, and I'm not 100% well-versed in this, so I'm just telling you based on what I have friends who did. I believe you can go to in-doc trainings or some kind of selection during uh, while you're still a cadet. So, I mean, it's, and every guy that I know of, they spent a ton of free time uh, in the pool, getting their swimming down. Uh, they would run insane amounts of miles on the weekends and stuff when everybody else was going out and having fun. And so to do that, uh, it's definitely possible. Um, there's You have to have a level of self-motivation that is just beyond what the average person is doing. So I would say that look out for those resources very early. But yeah, Battlefield Airmen is a good program. Sandhurst, I don't know if it's necessarily preparation for Spec Ops, but I know that it is good. It's good for camaraderie. I, I think it's more like Rangers kind of thing than Spec Ops, um, but I don't know. Sandhurst is just like a competition team, but I think yeah. it still keeps you like in the same mindset, probably surrounded by people that are interested in, in interested in some of the same stuff. So, yeah, a lot. I do know of a lot of guys too who go into. Um, career fields and then while they're on active duty they train and try to and try to kind of cross train into some kind of selection so that's another option as well so yeah just look out for people who already do it uh what did you guys major in and how did you like it i am afraid we don't have much techie representation here i was a legal studies major absolutely loved it uh the law department i mean i don't have a ton of positive experiences to draw upon academically at the academy but the law department was amazing um it's one of in my opinion and i'm definitely biased but i think it's one of the most functional uh majors that you can get in in terms of going active duty uh and if anybody has any questions you can definitely dm me about about becoming a lawyer because that is it's a very tough route. If you're coming to the academy specifically to be a lawyer, uh, you have an uphill battle. And talking about getting a high GPA, I mean, you really need to set yourself apart from everybody else to to be able to go straight from the academy. Um, but I, yeah, only positive things to say about that. Yeah. So I was a management major. Um, I went into the academy thinking I was going to be engineering because that's like what my dad did, and that's just kind of what I knew. And I now looking back, I was I'm not an engineering guy at all. So not going the techie route, you know, there's a few different ways you can go if you're going more of the fuzzy route. You can do the management econ thing, you can do English, social social studies, you know, military studies, that kind of stuff. And kind of like you, I think the management department was one of like the shining beacons of the academic um of the academic institution there and probably most people of their major would say the same thing i mean obviously the academy has great academics but the awesome thing about management was 
like kind of like you were saying, it's a super versatile, versatile uh, major. So a lot of different things you can do with it. And the the instructors and uh, the supervision for the management department is, was all awesome. So um, nothing but good things to say about that. I wouldn't, a lot of people kind of see management as the easy way out, I guess is what a lot of people might look at it as because the tendency is that a lot of athletes kind of uh, float towards management, maybe because, you know, guys that were older than them did the same thing. Uh, but just look at it from the perspective of like, what do you want to end up doing possibly when you're done with your time in the Air Force or what major is going to help you with the AFSC that you're looking to get in the Air Force. And um, it's ne ne definitely not easy. The thing I would say about management is that it might be a little bit easier to pass than, you know, things like chemistry and physics. But it's a lot more difficult to stand out and and be like that the the top management guy so kind of think about it that way where if you go an engineering route you go more of a techie techie route it's going to be a lot easier to differentiate yourself if you're the you know the, the smartest guy in the chemistry department but it's also going to be more difficult to pass where in management it might be a little bit easier overall to get through the program but it's going to be a lot more difficult to set yourself apart from other people if your goal is grad school and that kind of stuff. So um, really, at the end of the day, don't think about what other people's opinions are about uh, the major. Just take a look at what you want to do, what you think you'd be interested in. And then not every not every route in the civilian world has a, uh, you know, somewhere in some degree in college that fits that route. But try and find something that at least puts you in the right direction. Yeah, and, and this is kind of like a general statement on this as well, but realize that if you are going uh, a techie major, if you're going to do especially engineering, it's if you get out of the Air Force and you want to do a job right away that's well-paying, that's not necessarily connected to the government or the Air Force because there's a lot of people who go into government jobs and that kind of stuff, uh, engineering is something that sets you up right away that you're making a, a really good living and you have that kind of expertise. A lot of the, the fuzzy majors, you're going to either, when you get out, unless you have some kind of hookup or unless you're a creative person, you kind of find your way in something else. Just generally, you're probably going to have to get some kind of, of education. The academy degree is a great thing to have, but it really kind of only gets you so far. If you get out uh, the Air Force, you say, okay, I don't want to work in a g the government world or I don't want to do anything that's related to my AFSC as a civilian. You're probably going to either have to go to law school or you're going to have to get some kind of professional degree, whether it's an MBA or whatever the case is, um, to work another job. So just kind of keep that in mind too, that you might be working harder. The harder you work, basically, and this is going to be a constant theme, the harder you work as a cadet and as a young cadet, the better you're setting yourself up for more options in the future. So just kind of remember that, that as much as the academy degree is awesome, it's not just this magical piece of paper that everybody says, oh, I want that guy, you know, because they want your expertise as well. Um, okay, so the next question I will let you take because um, my club slash sport was graduating, uh, but they asked what club slash teams did you guys do and how did you like it? You were an IC. Um, I don't. I don't know if you want to say what sport you played, or if not, just kind of give some yeah. general advice for IC. It's probably not. I mean, half the people listening probably know who we are by now, but we'll just keep it general. Yeah, I was. I played an intercollegiate. So if you guys don't know, IC 
if you're an IC, that's like you're playing a Division One sport. Division so you're one. Playing, yeah. You know, one of the main Division One sports or one of the Division One sports the academy offers. Um, there are a lot of club teams out there. I think club teams and and clubs in general are awesome. I think it gets you away from the squadron in in a good way. So especially as a freshman, if you play a club sport or really just join a club, it's going to force you to have interaction with people outside the squadron, which I think is one of the best things that clubs and teams offer for you. The other awesome thing about clubs versus um, being an IC is it is uh, less of a commitment and it's typically more laid back. So, you know, clubs aren't going to be in my understanding and depending on the club, they're not going to be as, as upset about you needing to miss practice or academics and that kind of stuff. Um, there's a ton of clubs out there, different ones for pretty much everyone's interest. So if you are going into the Academy with nothing, you're like, Hey, you know what? I played basketball and football in high school. Uh, I'm not really playing a sport now, but I think I'd like to do something. Then take a look at maybe rugby or handball or, or one of the other clubs there. There's even uh, club hockey, club baseball, I think, now too. Um, so there's a lot of club options to kind of keep you involved in sports and let you um, get to know some other people. As far as sports go, just know that it's a huge commitment. So, um, you know, it's it's as much of a commitment as any other school's division one sport on top of what you have to do at the academy so i talked about academics being stressful freshman year realistically the most stressful part of my of my usafa career was my sport uh without a doubt i remember just being fully like fully transparent freshman year i remember <laughs> waking up kind of in a in a startle like you often do because you're always kind of on edge I remember thinking the first thing I thought was being upset that I had to go to practice that day because I knew it was going to be a tough practice because we recently lost. So it definitely adds a lot of stress to your life, um, but I think the benefits outweigh any of that. You get to know people on a level that you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, it forces you kind of in, forces you to kind of make friends with people of similar interest uh, with you from different parts of the, the country and different parts of the academy. So no regrets on playing a sport by any means. Just just understand the commitment that it is going to take, uh, and that's why a lot of people don't end up playing four years. They end up you know quitting after one, two, three, or four, or I guess one, two, or three years. They end up still finishing the academy, and that's all great. And you know, massive respect to anyone that makes the decision to do that because I think I'd be shocked if uh, well I'd say the majority of people who play a sport at the academy probably at some point think about quitting that sport just because of the commitment that it does require from you yeah um, that's some great perspective I another club that um, is great is is like wings of blue was another really cool one that I mean where else are you gonna get a free upgrade to jump master um, and be able to just spend your free time jumping out of airplanes it's tens of thousands of dollars worth of training probably um that they get taken care of so yeah keep an open mind find something that you really like if if there's if they don't have what you like um start a club there's avenues to do that as well so um and, and definitely make the academy experience your own yeah and kind so of sorry real quick not, while, while we're on that topic yeah. um because this was a question later people asking about tryout info on tryouts for wings of blue and the flying team um neither of us were part of either of those programs so i don't know i don't know the specifics but from what i understand in terms of wings of blue anyway you essentially have to get jumped after your sophomore year so sophomore going to junior year 
and then yeah. uh, you do the jump program, and then basically from there, I think you express whether you want to have interest in being on the wings of green, and then you kind of go through it from there. So the first step getting on the wings of blue, I think, is to do your best in school and everything to ensure that you get selected for the jump program between sophomore and junior year, and then you'll figure it out from there. As far as flying team goes, I really I have no idea. Yeah, um, so I did jump after freshman year, and one of the things that they look at, like we said earlier, is they look at your GPA uh, to get selected at Wings of Cream because you spend a ton of time down at the airfield. So they want to make sure that you're able to cut it without that commitment. Um, and then once you do have the commitment, they want to make sure that it's going to be somebody who's going to keep their GPA up and be a good representation. Because in a weird way, you're you're a big representative for the academy. They jump into uh, NFL games. They jump into NASCAR races. They do tons of demos and things like that competitions um and so that's an important thing and then yeah you basically do a tryout where after everybody has their it's the fall of your sophomore year um they bring everybody in and they do interviews they do uh, like a workout and they do other stuff and then if you get picked up you spend that entire year on wings of green um getting upgraded getting a ton of jumps and then you get your blue suit after that and then you're either on one on the demo team or the competition team um and then they jump for the rest of their time as far as the flying team i'm 99 percent sure you have to have a private pilot's license to fly on that right away but if you come in and flying is something that you do want to do uh you can also do the glider program as your airmanship program between freshman and sophomore year and then you can get upgraded as an IP in that. And I think that that gives you a really good leg up if going to um, pilot training is something that you want to do. And I don't say a leg up that you are you become like an expert in flying, but you at least understand what it takes to kind of go through that program. Um, and it, it really sets you up really nicely. I think it, so it gets I, you I around, the, guys I think really it gets you around the flying environment, but I, it's definitely not a make or break by any means in flying ability. I don't think it really adds much in terms of mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are not even a quarter of the way through the questions, but we have a few right now that we're gonna kind of blast through. So we'll give sort of just one word answers. Uh, how much should I be able to run? What's the farthest you run at one time? Show up with the ability to run, I would say at least two miles is like a good starting point because you are gonna run the AFT, which is one and a half miles, it's timed. It uh, doesn't count the first one that you do for your PEA, um, but they will look at it if you're not if you don't run so well. If you pass um, if you pass the test to get into the academy legitimately, like you didn't pencil whip it, then you'll be fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys recommend as the best boots for basic slash the school year? Whatever the lightest ones are, honestly, just look up whatever the lightest is. They're gonna break in. I and promise they might you. not even no they might not even let you get. wear them, so it's kind of a crapshoot yeah uh but rocky is makes good ones uh nike makes really make, i think nike makes the lightest ones and that's that's what i wore and i really like those uh how's the food during basic versus the academic year it's the exact same um for the most part what is the best way to acclimate to the altitude just hydrate um i believe it or not did not i didn't have any altitude sickness symptoms when i went to the prep school um, but then I went home for a month in between prep school graduation and academy basic 
and I did get some altitude sickness. It's not a huge deal. You're not like super sick, but what you, you just feel really crappy. Um, and you kind of just, you, you feel like a little bit run down, but you'll get over it after a few days. Just let your cadre know if you're feeling any symptoms and they'll just, it's not a big deal. You're not going to fall out or anything like that. You just, I think hydrate. it's, I think it's pretty it transparent. I think, I think that if you are truly getting sick, it might be due to something else. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal personally. Yeah. Uh, any comment on General Goodwin? No. Wish her the best. We don't know what's going on, uh, and it's not really our place to comment on it. Um, how can cadet fourth classes get off base, and what do they usually do for fun? Depending um, on the squad. So this is a, yeah, it, it depends a lot on the squad. Um, the, the main way that you get off borrowing people's cars is a big deal um, there, so you'll just ask juniors or seniors if you can borrow their car. You do have to wear your uniform off base. I know freshmen, they'll go to a lot of movies. Um, they'll go out to dinner. Honestly, like as a freshman, you're so tired. And the way the pass is, the pass system changes a lot. Um, right now, I know they're kind of strict on passes. Freshmen can't go out a ton. But when you can go out, um, going up to, I know when you're under 21, um, when you're over 21, it's pretty much the, the go-to thing is just to go to bars. Um, but you, you can do it if you're outdoorsy, you can do a lot of stuff. You can go to the mountains a lot and go skiing during that season. Absolutely take advantage of that. Uh, if you haven't skied or you don't know, just fill out your high risk activity forms, uh, go take a ski lesson and have a good time doing that because it's, it's world-class skiing. Um, yeah, Boulder is a lot of fun. Go up to the university of Colorado, um, and experience a little bit of the civilian college life. Um, uh, there's a lot of places, a lot of things to do, and Colorado Springs and Denver is an amazing place to go to college. I, I'm from the East Coast, uh, Archie's from the East Coast, and it's just a really good time, um, is what I would say. Uh, best life hacks you figured out to survive the academy, for example, sponge for the window <laughs> cleaning. What do you got? First off, nobody does the sponge <laughs> for the window cleaning thing. Uh, life hacks. <clears throat> That, that sponge for the window thing, that wasn't from the Academy. And uh, someone in the comments thought that it was because they saw that there were bars on the window. And I think they legitimately think that they're making the Academy into a prison and putting bars on the windows. Is that not from the Academy? I figured it was. Oh. No, no. Uh, well, anyway. It's like it's like Europe. Well, life hacks, uh, I would just have... If you can't have a fridge, have a bunch of food that you don't need a fridge for readily available. Um, so get off base, get some food that, that you'll always have because it sucks to be hungry and not really have any food when it's like late at night. Um, other life hacks? I don't know. It's like the next question here is, can you put straps under your bed to keep the sheets and hospital corners tight? I did. So I used the garter straps or whatever. Some people straight up use duct tape basically to keep your bed in constant Sammy and then throw a mattress cover <clears throat> or a mattress pad on top of the bed and then sleep on top of that with a separate blanket. That's probably like the number one life hack. Yeah, I would say be prepared to move. Like if you kind of have that mindset when you're setting everything up in your room, always be prepared to move and be prepared to have your room in Sammy whenever you move next is like the best thing because you're going to lose so much stuff. It's kind of like when you're doing laundry and you lose socks to the dryer monster 
it's wild how much stuff you'll come sammy time will come around and you'll just think oh my gosh i don't have a sand colored tee that you know i can have ready for a sammy or i don't have my parade belt or whatever the case is so have all that stuff keep tabs on it uh keep everything pre-organized what i did my folded shirts in my sammy drawer I folded them during basic, I starched them, and I taped the back, and those were my Sammy shirts from basic until I graduated. So that's one um, thing. Uh, I'd say the other, yeah, I mean, that's really it. It's mostly just like room stuff um, to have. And then, like we said earlier, going back to the basic thing, make sure that you are comfortable because you're gonna be wearing a uniform every day, uh, and obviously they'll shake it up in terms of what the UOD is, but as long as you have comfy socks, uh, comfy shoes, comfy boots, um, good underwear, whatever else, you'll be squared away. One life hack, uh, and this is a perfect segue. So we're talking about having space and food. Uh, cadets always need caffeine, they always need energy. Uh, we have a product for you, Strike Force Energy. We're proud to say that they are one of our sponsors now. And Strike Force Energy was developed by Navy SEALs. It's a liquid. It comes in a six milliliter little pouch. It's tiny, and it has the same caffeine, guarana, and B vitamin contents as all of the big energy drinks like Red Bull, Monster, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it comes in delicious flavors. Original, which don't know if we're allowed to say this for branding, but it tastes like Red Bull. Uh, purple, which is grape, and then orange and lemon. And so you can go online and you can buy it from strikeforceenergy.com and use the promo code FNBA for 20% off. Go ahead and stock up on a lot of that and uh, that'll help you do everything that you need to do. We're talking about crazy schedules. Found by Navy SEALs, um, right? My favorite, it was, yeah, developed by them. So they kind of understand uh, exactly what's what the needs of the military is. It's delicious stuff. I have, we have a six month supply of it and it, it takes up almost no space. Uh, so it's awesome. You can put it into anything that you want. If you like the fizzier drinks, you can put it in LaCroix and make your own flavor combinations. Uh, you can also just put it into a bottle of water. You can put it into smoothies, uh, whatever you want. I'm a huge so, lemon. I'm a huge lemon guy. Huge I love lemon, lemon guy. Yeah, tastes, uh, <laughs> he's big in <laughs> lemon. And uh, I, I, see this is, I'm a little cautious to say this because like I said, we're talking to the class of 2023, but uh, I'm a big proponent, throw it into some of the new formula of Four Loco, and you've got that old 2009 recipe of Four Loco, that stuff that makes you just go that's, That stuff crazy. that so was on the shelf in little... class of 2023 was six years old. Yeah, that's, so that's a good life <laughs> hack for you. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's move on. What's dorm life like as a dually? What can you have? What can you not have? What can you do? What can you not do? There is no dorm life as a dually. Uh, you will spend a lot of time just in your room. You have to keep your door open. Uh, you can only have certain things. You have to keep your room in Sammy. You always have to be in uniform. Uh, I, when we were there, there was a no media rule, so you weren't allowed to watch movies. You weren't allowed to listen to music. Obviously, everyone does. I don't know what those rules are like now, um, but going, you're going to avoid going out into the hallway as much as possible because you have to greet and not knowing having to know 75 people's name is a very tall order um so yeah there's absolutely no dorm life i would say that i hated being in my room when i was a freshman so you'll spend a lot of time in arnold hall when you're allowed to go there 
Uh, I know a lot of athletes, that's one of the perks as a freshman is they'll go hang out in their locker rooms um, or team rooms or the film room. And basically, there's a lot enough facilities um, on on the grounds of the academy to where you're not going to want to stay in your room. Is really what it comes down. Yes, to. very true. So, um, okay, how challenging were the weeks spent in Jacks? What were your favorite and your least favorite parts? Jacks is uh, Jacks is tough. It's if you're into camping. <laughs> I don't know if that, that, I would say that's the closest I've ever been to camping, that and going through ESET. Um, it's not that bad. Basically, what it, what we said earlier is that basic is made to indoctrinate you. So you're not actually learning how to be the world's best officer. You're just learning what it takes to be a cadet, and you're getting yourself ready to be a cadet for four years. So you're going to go through a ton of different courses. And uh, a lot of them are not that fun. Um, you're going to be tired a lot. You're going to be muddy. The bathrooms are <laughs> absolutely disgusting, but it's a rite of passage going through them. Uh, I, if I had to give one best part, I don't know. The confidence course is fun. Uh, the, the day where you just go to the range and shoot is a lot of fun. Uh, the worst parts, obviously, are the courses where they just beat the hell out of you. I didn't find any redeeming qualities about the assault course. I know a lot of people, they love to hang their hats on the, oh, we survived thing, we made it through, and it feels good afterwards. No, it doesn't. That was the most thirsty I've ever been in my entire life was on the assault course. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. And that was all yeah. I remember. Yeah. So they're, I mean, they're tough, uh, but you'll get through it. Everybody does. Best advice to prepare for basic. That's what this entire thing is. We've given you a ton of advice. Uh, be ready to go. Like get yourself in that mindset. Um, I mean, don't don't stick out. I would say is my number one piece of advice. What do you got? Um, yeah, I mean, just just like we talked about earlier, it's it's going to seem like the end of the world now. But when you get there, just take it one day at a time uh, and. And really just try not to take it as serious as it may seem. I mean, be serious on the outside just to kind of not, like you said, not uh, exploit yourself and make yourself a target. But just kind of know at the end of the day, you know, they the people yelling at you are probably like two years older than you, Max, maybe even younger than you. And uh, they did the same thing a few years ago. Yeah. Um, what's something that basics always do that cadre hate? Once again, sticking out cadre don't like that because they're believe it or not they're getting graded on how you perform because it's seen as them training you so if you have somebody who's sticking out a lot who seems like they're not listening to you and not following your leadership um that doesn't look good for them to the amts and the aocs who are going around and grading them and so don't stick out and don't do anything that makes you late also, so if you're the guy who can't get out of his uh, room in the morning, if you're the guy who can't be on time, all that kind of stuff, um, that is a big problem for them because I would say the number one thing that the cadre need to do and the number one thing that makes them look good is showing up wherever you need to be on time. And like you said, uh, they're only a couple years older than you, so this is really their first shot at, quote, leadership, and so, um, or at least in this capacity. And so they 
they just want to make sure that they're doing everything right to be seen as doing a positive job, if that makes sense, because that's just kind of how it goes. Everybody's being constantly graded. So just just keep that in mind. Like we said, these they're learning too. They're young. This is the experience of basic is not just for um, the basic cadets. It's also for the yeah. and well. also keep in mind, no matter uh, no matter how well you guys think you're doing, they're gonna find something that they can use as a sticking point for you screwing up. That way, they can keep the whole basic training thing going. So it doesn't. At the end of the day, do your best yeah. to try and you know make your lives as easy as possible. But if they want to find something to be mad at you for, they're gonna find it, even if everything's perfect. Yeah. Uh, when and where do you shower and use the bathroom during Second Beast? We touched there's on this. A, there's a whole lake. The there's bathrooms. a lake behind the uh, the obstacle course. It's been used for years. Yeah, you <laughs> you uh, dig a hole yeah. and and use that as the bathroom. Now there's uh I don't know there's like five probably bathroom structures. And like we said, they're disgusting. For I can't speak to the women's bathrooms, but the men's bathrooms. Um, there are like troughs, like pee troughs and the toilets, the bathroom stalls don't have doors on them. And the, uh, the showers themselves look like something out of like saw. They're like meat, literally like meat lockers that are just open things with concrete floors. Uh, they're disgusting, but it's a rite of passage. And as far as when do you shower? So, uh, sanitation and illness is a big deal in Jack's Valley because everybody's going through these disgusting courses. Like when you're going through the assault course, you're crawling through mud that a thousand other cadets have crawled through. And so they're just breeding grounds for, and it's hot out. And so they're just breeding grounds for disgusting bacteria. So when you finish up courses that are dirty, when you get sweaty, uh, when you do all that stuff, they'll take you to shower and, um, cause they want to be able to mitigate that and keep everybody healthy and clean. And so You'll do it after a lot of courses, um, and then obviously daily. I wouldn't worry about that too much. We touched on this last episode. Um, make sure you're taking care of yourself, my cadre, because we, you, your schedule is so tight. Didn't didn't give us a lot of opportunities for bowel movements. So ask for that if you need it, because you don't want to poop yourself on the assault course, uh, or when you're like 30 feet in the air on the confidence course. That's no good. Um, so yeah, the. The bathrooms are an experience. I, they have to be upgrading them sometime soon. If they're still how they were for us, which was what, like almost a decade ago, a decade ago now. Uh, the best The best part is the no is... doors on the stalls. So you're just like, you're just taking yeah. a dump and you just look across the way and there's some other kid taking a dump right there. <laughs> it's just, it's a bonding experience. Oh man. it's That's all it is. Uh, also the stuff on the walls are hilarious. Take notes of what's on the wall, what people yeah, write, write some FNBA stuff and on, let us know on because, the wall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Army and Navy poop for a second. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, what can you tell us about the assault confidence and obstacle courses? I mean, what is there to know? The assault course is a kick in the teeth. Uh, it's brutal. And it's, it's one of those things too, where like they'll make it tough for everybody. If it seems like you're not struggling, they're, it's very cadre dependent. They're gonna, you're there for a block of time. You're not getting right. through it in terms of, oh, well, if I finish up these obstacles in 20 minutes, I'm done. No. They're going to send you through again. Um, and if you look like you're not struggling, they're going to make you struggle. And they can also spot the fakers who are trying to put on the, the face like they are working hard and they're not. Um, 
it's it's brutal. But just go through it. Um, it's definitely not fun. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh yeah, it was actually a fun experience. Like I enjoyed I enjoyed the suck. No, not at all to me. Uh, confidence course is very relaxed. Uh, some of them are actually kind of kind of hard. The one that you had to walk. I actually, there was one obstacle that I was like not good at. It was the one where you had to walk on kind of a balance beam that was like eight or 10 feet in the air. Um, I wasn't very good at that, but I mean, it's fine. It's, it's not too bad. You'll get through it. The, the spider weave is pretty fun. There's some people who can't do that. Confidence course or the obstacle course is kind of the same thing. I would say the obstacle course is halfway in between the confidence course and the assault course. Because they will beat you and they will make you run through it, um, but overall, it's there's some there's some actually fun obstacles like the rope swing is pretty fun unless you fall in and the I, I don't know what you would call it. I guess like the monkey climb on the ropes over water is fun too and at the end of it when everybody goes through you can kind of sit at the end <laughs> and watch people drop into the water and that's a blast <laughs> and when web guys walking around. They usually get some pretty good pictures. Oh, well, and guy. it's funny how it's funny how uh, word does get around there because you're not allowed to. You basically stay in your tent area, but you'll find out you'll be like a Hellcat and you'll find out oh some aggressor fell into the water and started crying or something. And so it's always fun. Um, any thoughts on the courses? Uh, no, I think you touched on them pretty nicely. <clears throat> Uh, what's the day-to-day schedule like for the act here? Do you not follow us on Twitter? How do you not know this? We, we <laughs> post it every time they show it on ESPN. Uh, you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you go to bed at 4. Um, and it's just non-stop military <laughs> training. Now, it's, uh, it depends on the day. So there's, and they change it up all the time. So I'm sure the schedule is now different. <clears throat> but generally, what will happen is you wake up somewhere as a, freshman you'll wake up pretty early if you're calling minutes you'll have to be out usually a little after six and you'll call minutes uh until around a little before seven you'll go to your mandatory breakfast um and that goes until like 7 15 7 20 and then you'll go to classes um if you're an ic all your classes are front loaded in the morning you might have an off period or two um, where you can, and if as a freshman, you'll hang out in the library, you'll hang out somewhere in, uh, the act building for that. And then, um, you'll go to noon meal formation where you stand out and then everybody marches in. You'll have lunch. If you're an IC, you'll go to practice. Um, if you're not an IC, you may have afternoon classes. You may not. Um, and then after classes, if you're not an IC, you'll usually have a training session or intramurals, or maybe you'll have the afternoon off when you can do homework or go to the gym or whatever it is. And then, um, dinner is between five and seven. And so you'll go somewhere around then. And then in the evenings, um, it's homework or hang out or do whatever. And then, I mean, it varies when people go to bed. Some people go to bed at around 11. Some people go to bed at, you know, 2 in the morning, depending on what you want to do. Or depending yeah. on what's good on Netflix. Um, like we, like I said earlier, when you're a freshman, you have to leave your doors open. Um, I don't remember exactly what time. I can't remember if it's until academic call to quarters, which is at 7.50, I believe. I can't remember if it's then or if it's afterwards. Um taps i think it also depends on the squadron and what the rules are but that's something to keep in mind too like we said 
wanting to stay out of, um, you know, the squadron as a freshman so you can kind of focus on what you need to. So go to the gym or go do your work in Fairchild or the library or whatever. No, um, I mean, it's going to be different for everybody depending on what they're doing, but you're going to feel for it pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. Um, how much money do dualies end up getting at the end of the month? Not a lot <laughs> is what it comes down to. So every there's there's kind of a misconception about how the pay works for some people. It's not that you get like a pay increase over time. It's that all that stuff that you get uh, when you first in process, uh, you'll get a ton of uniforms. You'll get a ton of stuff for your room. You'll get blankets. You'll get boots. You'll get uh, just random things. All of that costs money. And so they more or less are giving you a loan. And I think it's somewhere around $10,000 worth of stuff allegedly that you get. And so they take that out of your paycheck until it's paid off. And then you have a few things that you buy um, as a junior and as a first year, like your mess dress and officer uniforms and that kind of stuff. And so I don't, I don't remember. I think it's somewhere on average around three to $500 is how much you get. Um, and that doesn't sound, definitely doesn't sound like a lot now, but um, it goes, it, it'll go further than you think. Um, if you're, especially if you can only go out um, a couple times, like a couple times a month, uh, it'll go further than you think. And then when you're at the academy stuff, you can spend your money on, you can go to the C store. Uh, you can go to like a hall and get, get the food there. I heard Subway oh. closed down. Is that true? Uh, Godfather pizza place. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, and then there's the golf course and the bowling alley, and so I mean, there's different stuff that you can you can do to spend your money on. But just realize, for the most part, unless you have unless you're paying for your own cell phone or paying for whatever else, you really don't have any expenses. Um, so that's that's pretty much all taken care of. I know I spent a lot of money on Amazon, just buying random stuff for my room <laughs> to make life more comfortable. Um, and then obviously you'll get more money as time goes on. But I, I mean, I, I had, the thing is that if you do it, let's say you go crazy and you buy, uh, like a one-to-one replica of a cadet saber as a freshman and you run out of money in the first day, you'll survive to the end of the month. Like Mitch's, Mitch's makes everything better. Um, when you're running out of money, you'll never go hungry if that's the case. Uh, so it's not a huge deal. Um, you're not going to need an allowance from your parents or start your own uh, FNBA ripoff and sell t-shirts and stuff. Um, what personal items can you have in your room during the AC year? I pretty much probably still want. squadron dependent. But. As far as I know, you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if freshmen can have like Xbox. You can't have a TV, but you can have a monitor that's pretty much a tv like even when i was a, a junior and a firstie i didn't have a tv i just had a big monitor it was like a 32 inch monitor that sat on my on my desk and i uh was able to watch movies and tv and stuff on that um i don't know i know there's you also there is storage too and where you can keep stuff so i know some people keep like guitars yeah. and people keep snowboards yeah. and stuff too so if you have all that I would recommend not bringing that initially, so I would say don't <laughs> don't show up to I Day with a snowboard. Um, but definitely, like after after acceptance day, after parents' weekend, feel it out and and just ask 
hey, where do we, like, what kind of storage do we have? Because that's another thing. Storage is also squadron dependent. I think Vandenberg has uh, a little bit better storage than Saijon does. And it depends on if your firsties have lockers or not. So um, just keep that in mind. I, I would say wait and just ask around is, yeah. is really my best advice on that. Did you have any, like, what did you have any personal items that stood out that were like a little no i just odd? i don't, I don't think you need much like you said over time you're going to acquire the stuff that you need and the stuff that you want so initially just have the basics and you'll be fine i mean we have internet now so what else do you really need yeah and and that's another thing just remember the more crap you accumulate the more you're going to have to move when it comes time for moving and that is one of the things that i disagree with the most at the academy is how much you have to move. You have to move every summer period, and a lot of times you'll have to move during the year too. They'll reshuffle the rooms sometimes. So just keep that in mind. That hey, this is a really this is a really cool uh, dumbbell set that I want to buy, but realize that you're gonna have to move that <laughs> at some point. And uh, it's it's not too bad when you have a car and you can kind of drive it around, but as a freshman when you're using your your dolly to roll everything across the Tizo and your blue trunk, not that easy. Yeah, you quickly regret all the stuff that you accumulated. Yeah. Um, what should my parents bring me on A-Day slash Parents Weekend? Uh, like we said, just feel it out. Whatever is going to make you comfortable. Um, have Just for long-term stuff, I would say you can't go wrong with like good workout stuff. Um, having more compression shorts, but I mean, most of that stuff, you don't, you don't need to have your parents necessarily bring it. Uh, if you have a good sponsor family, um, maybe some clothes to wear at their house. I don't know. Nothing really, nothing really too specific that I can think of. Um, I, you will see on parents weekend on that Sunday or Monday, uh, if you go to Walmart, it's literally just dualies with their parents actually not just dualies it's also upperclassmen because i know i did this just filling up their cart with stuff and having their parents buy it for them uh whether it's groceries or whatever so i would say have your parents log on to strikeforceenergy.com and use the promo code <laughs> fmba to get 20 percent off or uh or fascinate below abg.com yeah can't forget about that um, i think uh i think our apparel is actually allowed to, you're allowed to wear them as a freshman regardless yeah, so this question wasn't asked um, in with the questions that we were given from ESOFA 23, but it was asked by somebody who said, hey, would it be funny or what would happen if I wore one of your guys' shirts uh, to I-Day? And what I told them, I, I just gave very blunt advice. I was like, it depends on who you are as a person. If you're like a really cocky person and you're going to stand out anyway, uh, maybe just say screw it and just do it because whatever, it can't get much worse for you. But I think overall people have a, a good reaction. You're not, we always see the pictures and everybody always has their eyes on the dualies because uh, in processing day is just a funny thing to watch. It's weird. It's like you'll, you'll see people, if you get a chance to look around while you're on the footsteps, people are watching you from the library and from Cy John or from Vandy and from uh, over the ramp. And, uh, but at the same time, you have long hair, you have all your stuff, um, you're going to blend in immediately. So people who forget who you are and they're not going to really know your name. So I wouldn't really worry about it. I would recommend, um, I think wearing a mess dress shirt or a parade dress shirt would be hilarious personally. 
Um, but that's just kind of my opinion. Uh, any info or tryouts for what? Okay, we already answered that. What is the ODS and how is it built into everyday life? I don't even know what that is. Um, Neither do I. So we'll skip that. What are some of your funniest stories from BCT? Um, we'll do that in a second. We'll do that as the last one. And then what is your best tip that you can give for an incoming dually? All of these. Just listen to this podcast uh, is what I would say because... Don't take it too seriously. Realize, like we said, you're not there. The, you're, it's not like at the end of this you're commissioning and they're deciding whether or not you deserve to be an officer. It's literally giving, getting your feet wet enough to where you're ready to be a cadet um, is all basic training is. And so it's not a big deal. Just don't do anything to stick out. Um, kind of blend in and try to have fun with it. It's a very different kind of fun uh, than, than I guess what you would do when you're not – when you – have a cell phone and a life and all that other kind of stuff but um i don't know that's my best tip do you have one um no i think we talked about most of that stuff already okay uh last question what is your funniest story from bct over (laughs) here's the thing there's gonna be a lot of stuff that happens that seems really funny then and then after and, and also people will talk about basic for the entirety of freshman year because you're you get so brainwashed that cadet humor is just hysterical to you um my this story happened at prep school basic my wife um i don't know she'll probably be embarrassed that i'm saying this my wife so so they told her yeah they told her on the bus ride they do a actually the bus ride at the prep school is like kind of sad because you just go from the community center to the prep school, which is a <laughs> three-minute walk. So they kind of – I think they, like, drive you around in a couple circles. Or maybe it was just, like, a 30-second bus ride, but it felt like forever. Um, but they give you a little speech, and they make you sit at attention, and they tell you to cup your hands. And so, obviously, when you cup your hands, you kind of make a fist, and you put it on your lap, or you put it on your legs. And my wife, instead, turned her hands upside down and made cups as in like with her palms up <laughs> holding it and, and someone came up to her and was like what are you doing she's like i'm cupping my hands they're like are you serious um so that was kind of funny basically that's really what it comes down to is that realizing that these you guys you have so much to learn uh if you don't have any experience with the military or if you're not a prior or anything like that so it's going to be those little screw-ups and the things that people say and do under pressure uh those are some of the funniest things to me yeah i I don't even remember like anything specific i'm sure if i sat here and thought about it i could come up with something but most of it's like you said it's not it's really not going to be funny if you don't understand the context and even if you do understand the context without being there and being removed from it it's just like okay it's just another basic story so yeah um, You'll, it'll, it's, there's plenty of like funny stuff that's going to happen. It's not, it's not two months of just, you know, horror and hating your life. It's, there's a lot of good stuff that happens. Yeah. Um, okay. So this was a marathon episode relatively. We usually go like 45 minutes. This is coming in over an hour, but we had a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um, and so for giving you all of this advice, now you have to listen to us, give you minutes and do a little bit of a plug for our website and the man of the hour who always does the best job at telling us what's going on on our website is Archie. Will you please tell us? 
Yes, go to our Instagram Ooh. or Facebook and find the store link. Or if you're old school and you want to type in uh, something in the search bar, it's going to be fastneatbelowaverage.com, but average is spelled A-V-G. So fastneatbelowavg.com. Got all your FNBA gear there. Get ready for the summer with koozies, shotgun hole puncher slash challenge coins, hats, shirts, tank tops, and hopefully some more things coming soon. Yeah, uh, awesome. So I guess to just close this out, congratulations to the class of 2023 appointees. It's an awesome accomplishment even getting into the Air Force Academy. I know it's a culmination of a lot of hard work that you had throughout high school um, and you know doing things that other people aren't willing to do. But just realize that just because you made it, that is not the last stop. In fact, it is only the beginning of your four-year-long journey um, and on the road to becoming a cadet. Feel free to DM us with any questions uh, that you may have that we didn't cover in here. We'll try to answer them as best as we can. Um, but other than that, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Later. So, yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. It's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit. You have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you got to compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I'm not afraid to